0: Yes, indeed. Greetings and welcome back to 75 Hard. This is week number two of my 75 Hard Fitness Challenge. Well, mental health fitness challenge. However, you want to break it down. So, this is week number two's wrap up, man. So, where should I start, man? Well, let's celebrate the wins first. So, the wins for week two of the 75 Hard. I'm actually down a few pounds, which is cool, but the biggest thing is I'm actually down a few percent in body fat. Now, that is part of the forced nature, or at least staying consistent and really pushing that hard line to stay within my eating plan. Again, my way of eating is to do the intermittent fasting, where I only have an eight-hour window. And within that eight-hour window, I also end up getting my two workouts in. So it's really a calorie deficient type of situation, but it's a lot of hit workouts and then throwing some cardio later on. But that's one of the things I have noticed is by me pushing a hard line to stay focused on these 75 days of uh, 75 days of being consistent with my diet and my meal plan, even with it being intermittent fasting, I still don't just pig out and stack in as many calories and you're supposed to still lose some calories out of your day, but some people do intermittent fasting and feel like within that eight hour window they can stuff a whole cow in uh three plates of cookies, a whole cake, a couple of milkshakes, onion rings, and you know still be like oh well, I'm still within my eight hour window, yeah man, eight hours of gluttony, but that's not what I'm doing so <laughs> but so my situation is actually working to my advantage because I'm even. Being more strict as far as what I do eat during that time frame so that I can kind of time everything out perfectly, which is why I'm getting the results of pounds and body fat. I'm not really so much concerned about the pounds because now with um, my Funk Roberts Alpha Brother program, I'm in another phase. I want to say it's phase 20, I think it is, but I'm in another phase. In this phase, we're back to incorporating weight training with the phase. Last month was all body weight. So, this month is all about adding the weights back in. So I'll probably put on some lean muscle mass. But at the same time, as long as that percentage of body fat is moving, that's that's what I'm focused on. Um, my two workouts a day. Well, let me back up. Let me take a step back. It also has me being back on deck with my running, which was hella huge for me um, in 2021. Running became like my new project, my new hobby down to running shoes and socks and multiple watches and running around the same place four and five times, just so I could finally hit that last number that I needed. And uh, so I'm sure people out there who run understand. And people out there who know people who run probably understand you just see us running back and forth from our door to the parking lot, from our door to the parking lot. because we you're trying to get these stupid little, <laughs> these little trackers to, to give you that exact number. Now with me, I go back and forth with my Garmin watch and my Strava app. And then there's also the Samsung fitness that's on there. So I don't know. I might be a little bit over the top with all this stuff as far as tracking every single thing. But Garmin and Strava, sweet Jesus, two different types of situations, night and day, night and day. Strava will always shortchange me for some reason and um, say that I didn't run as much as I did run. You know, I has some random number, but that's that's a whole nother podcast on a whole different day. The point I'm making right now is I've actually been able to increase my running, get back into the running, and then from those pounds that I've dropped, I can definitely feel it when I'm running. So it's all pushing towards the positive. Now, as far as the two workouts of the day, as far as that's concerned, this week technically would be week three. So I have to give the wrap-up on that later. But one thing it has been helping me do, since I know I have to get two workouts in in a day, it's helped me to get back to my old ways of working out when I would get up at four o'clock in the morning consistently with no problem. No complaining, no crying, no whining. Four o'clock in the morning, bang out a full workout, be showered and ready for work. Boom. Over time, it's been kind of a hit or miss, hit or miss. So it's also helped me to get that done because now I want to be done before I start work. So when I have lunch for me, my lunch is at. in the morning Some people are like That's not even the first time I go on break But for me My lunch Actual lunch time Is 9.45 in the morning So That's technically breakfast But the way that I do My intermittent fasting I technically don't start Till 10 So I give myself The um, I do the 10 to 6 window So It's technically missing breakfast And then I really don't count it as Whatever I count it as lunch But anyhow So, this has all been helping to keep me on track, basically, with my workouts, my eating habits, the whole nine. So, now back up in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, alternating the days that I have workouts with funk. So, I'll get my running in on one day, funk workout on another, and that takes care of that first workout. Second workout of the day, um, the intensity is usually lighter because I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm almost 50, so... I'm not going to do a second workout where I'm still just running around like a freaking nut. Back in the days we used to train and we were younger and then everybody's health was a whole lot different. Our thing was, if we didn't feel like we were getting close to dying, then we really weren't trying to work out. We were over to slacking times have changed. Now, if I start feeling like I'm getting close to dying, shit, that workout is done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sitting down somewhere and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be easy. So the second workout of the day, it's usually something that's not as stressful, so I might take a walk, do a 45-minute walk, which still comes out to be almost uh, almost a little bit less than three miles, uh, or I'll do an hour just so I can get the full three, depending. And there, I might go for a little run or just go get on the elliptical, but either way, I still get my 45 minutes in of some kind of activity that has me up and moving around and so forth. So... Those things have been going great. And also sometimes I also incorporate, and that's something I started doing now too, is is yoga and uh, mobility training. So those two things have really been major uh, helps as far as my running game also. So it's it's really been kind of cool. It really hasn't been a terrible transition from my normal. But I think the 75 hard is great for people who truly have a problem with staying consistent and wanting to test themselves or push themselves out of their comfort zone. Being that I've already been kind of like gym neurotic and working on my mental health and all of that, is not as bad of a transition for me. Uh, my biggest obstacle that I thought I was going to run into was drinking that gallon of water. Me and that gallon of water actually have become pretty good friends. Um, I can't drink it in just that big jug. Like I said before, it's something about that jug mentality that I just cannot do. I think... I always have to see progress being made somewhere. So if I drink just a 16.9 ounce bottle, I can kill that bottle. And then I feel so accomplished when I'm done. Like, ha, I killed it. It's over. It's done. Boom. Then I on to the next bottle. Boom. So it feels like I'm accomplishing something. If I look at this gallon that I have in this gallon jug and I take this big old gulp and then it hardly moves. I'm just so discouraged. Like, oh, this is stupid. So I mean, convenience wise traveling, Yeah, you can take the big jug. But I'm in the house most of the day. By the time I'm ready to leave, I'm probably got like three bottles left. So it's still easy to throw my little gym bag, little um, small carrying bag, take with me. It makes it work. So me and the water have actually become pretty good friends. The other part as far as reading a book, 10 pages a day, that's not a problem. That's still going smooth. Gaining a little bit of uh, self-knowledge and things of that nature. I'm still uh, reading the nonviolent communication book. That should be done shortly if I keep following the 10 days. So I really can't complain, man. I think some of the biggest benefits from this program, as I've been touching on, um, one of the other big benefits from this program is rest. Without having a bunch of things in my system, from alcohol to just, you know, eating really bad with the diet change and everything, I'm good. I I can go to sleep. And when I go to sleep now, it's a peaceful sleep. Now, one of the crazy things I will say is my dreams have been so vivid and off the wall lately. And I think maybe it's because my mind is kind of clear and free and there's nothing else in there that's messing around with the neurons firing and so forth. But I've been having some wild dreams. I think the other night I had a dream about me being caught up in a tsunami. I live by a lake. So with me living by the lake. I always crack jokes and they had a tsunami warning a couple of weeks back or a couple of days back. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I live inland. I live up on a hill. The closest thing to me is a lake. I have nothing to worry about. So I guess my subconscious was like, oh, we're going to make you worry about this lake, you know, just for the hell of it. So in this dream, I'm jogging down to the lake like I normally do. I see the lake just suck into the middle and kind of like a little spiral whirlpool thing going on. So I'm like, oh, no, a tsunami. So I take off and start running back up the hill. The tsunami hits coming out this lake. When it comes out the lake. I climb up a light pole and instead of just hanging on to the light pole, like the beam, I climb out to the bar that hangs over the street and now I'm just hanging with all the water under my feet and so forth. And the water went down, I dropped, I got back to my condo. Somebody had looted the condo. It was, man, (laughs) it was a wild dream, but it's been dreams like that since I've stopped the drinking and changed up the diet and the routine. So I don't know what the heck part of that program that is, but, uh, it's cracking me up, man. Some of these dreams are live. Super live. Uh the other things I've been able to deal with is I've been pushing myself and it's been and it's cool because I'm learning a lot about myself also. But so far I have let's see what have I've survived uh I've survived UFC fights, football games, the whole bit. And uh without having to drink. So that's that part has also worked out in a sense too. Let's see what else have I got out of this program so far. And uh, let's see here. Now my sleep patterns on the weekend, shh, man, you almost got to prime me out of bed. Again, that goes to me having the good rest because Friday nights and Saturday nights is usually when I do most of my podcast reporting with the guest. And then that's usually the night that we have the red bull and vodka, the Hennessy and hypnotic, the, the vodkas and orange juice. I mean, it's like a party celebrating type thing when we're recording the podcast. So, Usually Saturday, I try to, I want, my plan is to get up and go around with the group, but I'm usually so hungover. So even at that now, now I sleep, I have to wake myself up and force myself to get up. But It's just because I'm in such a peaceful rest. So that's been super working out for me there. Uh, I think it's amazing how much I was drinking, but never really thought that I was drinking that often. So now when I sit there, I'm going to start keeping a tally next week just to see how many times I think about going to get a drink or I would have got up and got a drink because I'm now, I'm just kind of curious as to how often there was I drinking at that time. And then when I do stop doing my 75 days, I also want to see, you know, the times that I was drinking, why was it so important for me to drink at that time? What was it that was calling me to drink at that time? And then I want to make sure that that number remains smaller when the 75 days is over. So if I was drinking, say 10 times a week, just for no particular reason. Once the 75 days is over, if I go back to drinking at all, but I would want to keep that number cut in half, you know, five, maybe down to three times a week and just do another weekends. We'll see. We'll see how it comes out at the end. But, uh, part of it was inspired by the Raiders players. You have the Waller and then Mad Max. Both of those guys, man, have had different battles with drinking and just watching them, say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get completely clean and not drink at all. While they're playing football in Vegas, surrounded with all kinds of temptations and all, those two cats were real inspirational behind this movement. Now, I don't have a problem with drinking as far as I know. I don't have a problem with drinking. It was never anything where I was missing work and things of that nature. I think everyone has their own level of what that problem could be. But for me, it was just more or less saying, hey, I should be able to walk away from any substance for a duration of time and not have to fight to to stay away from it. One thing I have learned from the 75 day challenge and me telling people that I don't drink, it's amazing how me not drinking affects so many people. Some of the positive way, some of the negative way, but some people, they almost take it as, I'm insulting them or making them look bad. And it turns into a defensive conversation. They start telling me about how they don't have a problem to uh, to stop drinking. They can stop drinking at any time. They just don't have a reason to stop drinking. I really didn't have a reason either. Other than I just wanted to make sure that I can cut off any vice at any time and not trip. Some people take it as an insult, I guess, because they feel like I'm saying that they have a problem. I'm not saying you have a problem. (laughs) I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. So, and then understand, I don't get a kickback from any of these programs I'll talk about from 75 hard to Funk Roberts Alpha program. I don't get a kickback on any of that. I'm just telling people what has worked for me and what continues to work for me. And if I'm inspired and motivated and excited about something, I'm going to share with everybody to say, hey, look, check out this thing. If you dig it, you dig it. If you don't, you don't. Whatever works. You know what I mean? So I think people are funny with that. You know, I mean, it almost turns into a argument at times. So I feel in a sense, like if you get so defensive about it. To where it almost turns into an argument. About me saying that I don't drink and that, you know, it's a potential problem or whatever the case may be. Then maybe you really do have a problem because why are you getting so upset? Because I'm saying that I don't want to be dependent on something. So, you know, I don't know. you a little soul searching, man. I've told you on the other podcast, boy, you better look at that man in the mirror. And uh, shoot, you can lie to me, but you can't lie to that fool in the mirror, buddy. Just a side note, side note. But outside of that, let's take a look here. The soda, I cut my soda. I was doing good on my soda. So let's talk about the not so good part <laughs> where I've been making my own mistakes. So I cut out soda. I was doing good. I was, going, I was like, yes, I'm good. I'm primo. I'm good on the soda part. Man, I messed around and went to the taco shop. Now, granted, I did say that I was still trying to eat healthy, so I wasn't going totally over the edge. But I did go down there and get a good uh, shrimp uh, shrimp taco. So that that was definitely on point. And then I had like a this burrito but I cut it in half and gave half to my son. Whatever. Anyhow, it's not important. The point that I'm making is I went to the taco shop. And at this taco shop. They have Mexican Cokes in a bottle. And once I saw that Mexican Coke in the bottle, so went that part of the challenge, man. Mental weakness moment, mental failure. But at the same time, I was so happy. So, so happy. I was like, maybe I can't cut off all my vices at the same time. But we'll do 75 days with alcohol, and I'll do 75 days with soda. But, man, I can't cut everybody off at the same time, sweet Jesus. But anyhow, I was happy. Um, Other than that... Let's see here. Mm-hmm. I think that's really been the worst part, I guess. <laughs> it's really been the worst part. Um, it's is just messing around with that soda. I think everything else has been good. Staying focused, staying uh, dedicated to the system. I'm excited as I get closer and closer. Each day I'm getting closer. So, you know, if you take a quote from uh, WeeBay on The Wire, or was a Barksdale. One of those two dudes who was in jail, I want to say it was Barksdale. It was Barksdale. And uh, my man was just like, hey, only two times of the day matter, man. The time you get in, two times matter. The time you get in, the time you get out. Paraphrasing something of that nature. So for me, only two, uh, two days really matter with this program. Day one, day 75. Everything else is just kind of in between until I get to that day. But outside of that, I must say I'm really proud of myself for sitting through two weeks of football playoffs, UFC fights, a few outings with my people, you know what I'm saying, and not having one drink, you know what I'm saying, and not even really being tempted to have one drink. So that's really been impressive for me, you know, and it's weird because I was watching the UFC fight and I was just like, wow, normally at this point in time, a drink goes with the UFC fight, the playoffs are on. I was like, damn, I picked the wrong time because these are some of the best playoff games ever. And I was just like, man, I took the wrong time to really do it. But at the same time, I feel like I chose the right time because these are all the things where I would normally be sitting through drinking, 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 drinking and just eating bad, eating bad, eating bad, eating bad. So it's actually helping me to really build up that mental toughness because I'm putting myself in those moments that would matter most to me eating bad and drinking. So it's working itself out. But this is the two-week check-in. Three weeks is on its heels. I was a little bit late on this podcast. But this is the two-week mark. No alcohol, uh, two-a-day trainings, um, the 10 pages of the book, the gallons of water, you know, the picture. You're supposed to take a picture every day. I'm not really doing the picture every day. Uh, (laughs) I just... I think I got enough pictures of myself. I'm kind of vain that way. So I think I've taken enough pictures that will last me for a year. You know, hey, you got to love yourself if nobody else does. Just saying. But be your biggest cheerleader. So anyhow, this was the two-week tap-in uh, review of the 75 Hard Challenge. Week number two is in the books. Y'all stay tuned for week number three. If you have not joined any of these types of challenges, I strongly encourage it doesn't have to be the 75-day challenge. It can be any challenge that you choose to just try and give yourself some mental discipline and improve your health. You dig? It's your boy, man, Clayburn Jackson, also known as Dago Diddy, Dago Fit, Dago 75 Hard, Dago Hard. Now, now these names are starting to get kind of weird. But y'all get the point. Y'all know where I'm going with this. Peace, love, hair greasy, we don't have no more hair. I'm out of here, man. 75 day hard week two. Wrap up. Peace.